0: chapter number one how many of you have ever been to see the monuments in washington dc could you raise a hand okay what 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 surprised me is is how many people actually that i've talked to in page county that have never been uh, to washington dc to see uh, some of the monuments Uh, I used to be a youth pastor in in Indiana we would travel here uh, to DC to as as part of senior trips So I've been on probably a a dozen uh, different senior trips here through Washington DC and uh, My favorite part was always the night tour Uh, as the first thing that we did we would check into a hotel in the afternoon and then load up on a bus and start at the uh, uh, Iwo Jima Memorial and then drive over to the Lincoln Memorial and walk from the Lincoln Memorial to the Korean Memorial to the Vietnam Wall to World War II a Memorial. And then uh, we would end up uh, getting to see the Washington Monument and the Capitol building on uh, what's called the National Mall. It's absolutely gorgeous at night. One thing, though, that I have never done is when I looked at the beauty of the Washington Monument, I have never. Walked over to look at the beauty Of the light On the ground That was lighting up The Washington Monument However without the light On the ground In the darkness You don't see the beautiful monument Keep that in your mind as we, we Work through uh, today uh, Because we're going to continue on, on in, in this series in First John About how we can know That we know that we know that we're saved The apostle john wrote both the gospel of john and first john that we will be in today and, and his purpose in writing the two was different in the gospel of john He says I want you to know how to be saved in the letter of first john I want you to know how you can know that you are Saved and if you were here with us last week We we took the time in the gospel of john and really throughout different parts of the new testament to see that salvation comes through faith alone it is only through belief in the person of jesus as the sinless son of god and in the work of jesus of receiving the sins of the world can we find redemption and eternal access to the father but the book of first john that we've been in is not about how to be saved it's about how you can know you're saved and we saw last week that john clearly teaches once you are saved your life will display that salvation the people around you by the good works that you do in fact we looked in John chapter 8 last week where Jesus himself explained who he was to a group of people and verse number 30 of John 8 it says even as he spoke as Jesus spoke many believed in him but then he said in verse 31 to the Jews who had believed him Jesus said if you hold to my teaching." You really are my disciples. And the whole purpose of last week was for us to know how do we know we have saving belief? How do we know that the belief we say we have in God is the belief that leads to salvation? And the answer is well, we look at our works. We don't look at our works for salvation, but we look at our works. To prove we have salvation. And that's what John says throughout all of 1 John. And he uses three different aspects of God to show us this assurance. God is life. God is light. And God is love. And John is teaching this. Since God is life. Really? Well, thank you. I mean, like... (laughs) I mean... I could see it at 1130 going off, Joey, but, uh, like, I'm I'm five minutes in. Come on. (laughs) John is saying since God is life, if you have God, you have life. If you do not have God, you do not have life because God is life. That leads us to the question then. Well, how do I know if I have God? Because I definitely want life. How do I know if I have God? And John is going to teach, well, see, God is light. So if you're living a, a life that is walking in darkness, you don't have God because God is light. And if you don't have God's light, you don't have the life of God. So a life that is one that would be characterized by walking in darkness, you cannot find assurance of eternal life if you live a life walking in darkness. Well, what's walking in darkness? it means when god shines the light on your sin you refuse to change you continue in your ways of darkness and that, i think that should lead all of us to to just take a pause and to look back and say like what has the lord convicted me of that i just simply say i don't care i'm not going to change I'm content with the way that I'm living even though God is attempting to bring his light into our life to show us our sin we continue in our sin which means there's a really good chance we may not have God which means we don't have life he also says that God is love if I have a love that is only for me and only for those who will benefit me, what that's saying to me is, I may not have God. Because God is love, but his love is not reflected in a love for himself. His love is reflected in a love for others. This is love that Jesus Christ laid his life down for us. That's love. And that's why Jesus said, You've heard the Old Testament description of love, love your neighbor as yourself. But in John 13, Jesus comes and says, But I have a new commandment to my disciples, to those who follow me. Don't just love your neighbor as yourself, love your neighbor as I have loved you. How has Jesus loved us? Well, he forgave us when we were sinners, he loved us in our sin. He loved us out of our sin. He forgave us even when we didn't ask for forgiveness. He's, he's being crucified to the cross and he says, Father, forgive them. They're not asking for forgiveness. Which then that should lead us to, again, look at our own lives. Who do I love? Do I love only me? Do I, do I love people around me who don't deserve to be loved? You'll only be able to love someone who is unlovable with a supernatural love. The supernatural love of God that is in you because God is love so if you don't have that supernatural love you can't be assured that you have God in you and if you don't have God in you you don't have life and so we we look at these these aspects and these areas and I never want you to feel like well I go to church please 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 don't let that be some sort of barrier or, or some sort of measurement on whether or not you know the Lord. D- you do understand that Judas Iscariot spent three years walking with Jesus, listening to him teach. When Jesus prayed, Judas Iscariot prayed. When Jesus sang, no doubt Judas sang songs to God, just like we did. No one around him knew Judas did not have a saving belief in Jesus except for Christ. And was finally revealed by the works of Judas and betraying the son of God so I, I would love for you just encourage to, to just look over your own heart do I love people do I offer forgiveness do, do am, am I supernaturally loving someone of a love that would not be of my own but a, a love of God's? and do I confess my sin when the Lord reveals my sin but as we head into Christmas I want to take this theme of first john But I want to display how these themes god is life god is light and god is love how it How it points us not just to assurance of eternal life, but to the joyfulness of this I mean like this is who doesn't love christmas other than Grinches, right? So if you don't love christmas, you're a grinch uh, now who doesn't love christmas? We we love these opportunities To celebrate jesus And so today we're going to turn our attention from god is light and show how Our Jesus is the light of the world one of the themes of Christmas that we celebrate you'll see it on uh, on Christmas cards and you'll see it in stores that Jesus is the light of the world who came to overcome the darkness that theme is all throughout the gospel of John so if you have your Bibles open would you look in the first chapter of the gospel of John it starts off with the, the in the beginning was the word and the word was with god. And So we're talking about jesus, but we're going to go to verse number five. First john I'm, sorry, just john chapter one the gospel of john chapter one verse five. The bible says this the light shines in the darkness And the darkness has not Overcome it There was a man sent from god whose name was john now. Can I pause? This is not the john who wrote it There's two important johns in the new testament John the Apostle and John the Baptist. This is talking of John the Baptist. John the Apostle is writing of John the Baptist. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might, well, there's that word again, believe. Verse 8, he himself was not the light. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find, find my place on here. All who believe he himself was not the light He came only to witness to the light The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world verse 10 He was in the world And though the world was made through him the world did not recognize him He came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him Yet to all who did receive him to those who believed in his name He gave the right to become children of god Children not born of children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or of a husband's will but born of god That's that's what we want right to be born of god children born of god so we can be born of god And if god is eternal then if we're born into god's family, we have eternal life. That's what we want verse 14 The word became flesh. This is what we celebrate at christmas And made his dwelling among us. He came to be with us We have seen his glory the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Oh, that passage is so full of truth, but the emphasis is that a light came into the world, and it came when the Word became flesh to dwell among us. And John the Baptist knew he was not the light, but he was pointing to, as a witness to, To the light behold the lamb of god which taketh away the sins of the world And what I find so utterly astounding in these verses that we just read is that when jesus came people were given a choice Do you receive him? only through belief Or do you reject him? And if you receive through belief you reject through unbelief Jesus said to those who will believe in me You will be given the right to become a child of God. You will be given eternal life. And if not, you'll die in your sins. But John the Baptist is not the only one. And John the Apostle writing this is not. These are not the only two who make this claim that Jesus is light. Because Jesus is going to make this claim himself in John chapter number 8. So would you you join me there? John chapter number 8. This is where Jesus is going to make the claim. I am the light of the world. John chapter 8 and verse number 12 Interestingly enough John chapter 8 is is the very first verse we read today where Jesus says if you believe in me And if you if you really are my disciples you'll hold to my teaching here We are a little bit earlier in that chapter John chapter 8 verse number 12 the Bible says this When Jesus spoke again to the people he said I am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. This is two of the three themes that John was using. In, in 1 John, here's something very important to note. Jesus makes claims all throughout the Gospels, and especially in the Gospel of John, Jesus makes claims. But when he makes these claims, there's a reason behind what he says, but there's also a reason behind when he says it. For example in John chapter 4 Jesus is sitting with a woman a Samaritan woman at the well and while he is sitting with her at the well She is drawing water. This is when he says hey, I have eternal water I have water that whoever drinks of my water. You'll never thirst again He said that because they were sitting at a well In John chapter 6 you'll see Jesus claiming to be the bread of life Why here? Why now? Because John 6 begins with Jesus multiplying bread to feed the multitudes. And after giving out the bread that will one day still cause them to be hungry, he says, I'm the bread of life. If you come to me, you'll never go hungry. Now we're in John 8 where Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. Why does he say it here? What's taking place in John 8 that would cause Jesus to stop to say, I'm the light of the world? Well, if you look at John 7, and we're not going to read it, but John 7 is all about what's called the Feast of the Tabernacles. And the Feast of the Tabernacles, two things primarily took place. The people would move outside of their homes for eight days, and they would live in a temporary dwelling hut for one reason, to remind them all the way back as the nation of Israel wandered the wilderness, they had to continue to move and stop and move and stop. And they did that for 40 years and they were to be reminded that God led them through the wilderness. So they looked to God for direction. But how did God lead them? He was a pillar. Of what? Well, during the day, a pillar of cloud. And during the night, He was a pillar of fire. Well, what does fire dew in the middle of the night yes it provides heat but it also provides light And so it's the Feast of the Tabernacles taking place. And something that I came across this week I had not heard before is that there were four large menorah candlesticks that were placed in the temple courtyard during this Feast of the Tabernacles. One person said that the actual robes of the priests were used as the wicks. That's how large these menorahs were. And I'm like, wow, that is huge. He used the words 75 feet. I don't know if if I'm... Fully convinced that that's true, but 75 foot tall, four 75 foot tall, large candlesticks, burning in the courtyard of the temple is what he described, and he said the light from those, those, those torches shining off the white marble of the temple was said that to allow women in Jerusalem to bake bread at midnight. How much light filled the city. So when Jesus says in John 8, I'm the light of the world, guess where he's standing? In the temple courtyards, Where those large lights would have been on display, offering lights to the people, both physical light, but also the temple to Jerusalem was the spiritual light. It's where the sacrifices were brought. It's where the priests did the work of the spiritual work for the people. It's where the presence of God dwelt behind a curtain. And Jesus is standing in that place in this moment and he declares I am the light of the world But guess what he says it after The beginning of john 8 you most of you would be familiar with this But jesus has brought a woman who was found in adultery thrown at his feet and the people say What do we do with this woman and they pick up stones to stone her and await jesus's answer But we know from verse 6 that it's a trap They're just asking jesus this because they want to trap him because if he says no her go, and he becomes this champion of the people, they can say, you're not keeping the law of Moses, and they've got him. But if he says, stone her, well, then the people are going to, Jesus, where's the compassion that you supposedly have? Jesus' answer, is: I know most of you would know this, is he, he writes in the ground until they continue to ask him, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And finally, his answer is, let him who's without sin throw the first stone. Saying she deserves to be stoned, but, but we'll take care of this. And, and you who don't, you, you who are without sin, go ahead, you, you throw the first stone. And slowly every one of them dropped their stones and, and walked away until this woman was left alone with Jesus. And Jesus looks at this woman and says, where are your accusers? And she says, I, I don't know. They're not here. And Jesus says, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. And the next words out of the mouth of Jesus after that is, I am the light of the world. He was in the temple courtyard the day after the feast of the tabernacle ends. With a woman who was taken in sin and he has just forgiven her What is he declaring With this statement Well, he's declaring to those people who are listening to him this temple This temple that you look to as the light. It's not the light It's not the source of light This temple is meant to shine on the true light I am the light of the world. Which is why Jesus could talk about that temple in Matthew chapter 24 saying, and very soon not one stone will be left upon another. And they're thinking, there's no way that's going to happen. There were stones that were as large as 15 tons making up the temple. And yet in AD 70, that temple was completely destroyed. And if the Jews had looked to the temple alone as their light, it was gone. And so Jesus, standing in the temple courtyard, said, I I am the light of the world. But also what Jesus was saying is the law that you look to to try to keep, that's not the light either. The law is meant to point you to the true source of light, and I am the light of the world. If you walk with me, you will never walk in darkness because you have the light of the life of the world within you. And that, that right there takes us... Directly to what john was saying in first john and you don't need to turn there unless your bibles are open there but let me remind you what we read about god being light verse five of first john says this is the message we have heard from him and declared to him god is light in him there is no darkness at all Well, jesus is the light of the world god is light in him is no darkness if we claim to have fellowship with him and a lot of people in the world do If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. We claim that we are followers in fellowship with Jesus, but we live in darkness. We are lying. But, oh, good news. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have Fellowship with one another, meaning we have fellowship with God and with other believers of God, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. Ha! So what is the light of the world meant to light up? Is He meant to light up the world? He's meant to light up your heart. That you and I are sinners, but we don't have to run in our sin because the blood of Jesus is has been given to us to cleanse us or to purify us from all sin. When the light of Jesus shines on our sin, then we're faced with a choice. The same choice that we read in John chapter one, when the light came unto his own and his own, what? His own did not receive him. It's the same choice that we read about in John chapter eight, where Jesus says, Those who are without sin cast the first stone. And what did every one of those Pharisees do? They walked away. Who's the only one that stayed in the presence of Jesus? The one who was condemned of sin. The one who everybody said, she is a sinner. And Jesus looked at her and in his love offered light he didn't he didn't go around her sin he said go and sin no more i just won't condemn you and i i was overwhelmed with Jesus' love and compassion in that moment because you have to understand what's taking place that cross represents the moment where jesus takes on the sins of the world he drinks the cup of god's just wrath against sin against the holy perfect god every time we sin we are sinning in rebellion to a holy god and what jesus does is is he looks at this woman who knows her actions on that very day he would be suffering for when he went to the cross and so he said i won't condemn you i could I could condemn you right now and I would be just in my condemnation for I said he who is without sin cast the first stone and of all those who are gathered here I'm the only one without sin and I could pick up a stone and I could throw it at you but I won't. I will not condemn you. I will take your condemnation for you. And he says that to you too. That's the light of the world. You're here today thinking, I I don't, I think God's, I think I've got too much in my life that God can forgive. Let me remind you, God doesn't have love stored up in a bank account like really rich people do. And he just brings it out occasionally and he uses it and hopefully it never runs out. No, no, no. God doesn't have a bank account of love. God is love. He's never going to run out. That means every time you come to him with your sin and if you are truly confessing and repentant of that sin, you will find love. You will never find condemnation from God because condemnation for our sins was taken right there at that cross. Now he has love for his children, for those who believe, truly believe. Huh. man, if you you could ever understand that God's love, it just never runs out. Because God is love. And God will love you if you only let him. Because as a believer in Jesus we rejoice. Our sins have been forgiven. But if you're not a believer, Jesus has already said you will die in your sin. So may I encourage you believe in the name of Jesus. But when jesus makes this claim of I am the light of the world It sets off fireworks to those who are close by because look at what they say at the very next verse Jesus has just said i'm the light of the world and it says the pharisees challenged him in john 8 Here you are appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid What does that even mean? It's jewish precedent for law They would never believe just from the mouth of one witness There would never be an accusation made against someone or for someone unless there was at least two or three witnesses. And so they're saying, you're the only one that's saying that. You can't make the claim you're the light of the world. You need someone else to make that claim valid. Jesus' response. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. For I know where I come from. And where I am going Okay, Jesus loves a talking code (laughs) Like uh, Okay But you have no idea Where I come from or where I am going You judge by human Standards I pass judgment on no one I stand With the father who sent me In your own law It is written that the testimony Of two witnesses is true I am one who testifies for myself. Whew. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Jesus gives two claims to why his his testimony of being the light of the world is true, and the first is that I am not the only one. The Father has testified for me. Where did the Father testify for Jesus? Well, when Jesus was baptized. He was underwater, and as he came out, the heavens opened. A dove ascended, an image like the Holy, like a dove of the Holy Spirit ascended, and a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. That was a witness testimony of God the Father, that Jesus is who he claims he is. could you imagine taking that to court? Oh, God spoke on my behalf. How cool is that. But do but you ever think about this? Do, do, do you think the father had to say what the father said? Didn't Jesus know? I keep commune with the Father all the time. And I'm sure God's voice was speaking for those who were gathered so that they would know who Jesus truly was. But my heart yesterday, not yesterday, but this week as I was, as I was uh, working on this was just thinking, man. I can't. How do you think Jesus felt when His Father says, "This is My beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased"? Yes, yesterday, and I could say it because Trinity's downstairs helping the kids. But uh, or this week earlier, Trinity Jamie asked her to 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 do something, and and she went and and. Went downstairs to grab something and brought it back and she loves to talk in a british accent around home And uh, and and just just to be foolish and she said here you go mother and uh Tell me i'm the greatest daughter in the world Joking of course But she said I just I know I am I just love to hear it sometimes And we laugh, of course Jesus is the greatest son in the whole world But the father still said it Hey, moms and dads, can I encourage you? Hey, husbands and wives, can I encourage you? You know what you feel up here? And sometimes what you feel down here? It's it's really comforting for people to hear it from right here. I know, sir, I know you love your wife. No doubt she knows that, but I bet she would still like to hear it. And and parents your kids you provide for them so well, but I Man if the father's gonna say this is my son in whom i'm well pleased I think sometimes we ought to be saying the same thing but But the first reason that jesus gives Is is not about two witnesses. He makes a statement. I know where i'm going. I know where I came from and I know where i'm going (laughs) Okay, where did jesus come from? Well, he always was, right? Genesis 1 starts off with in the beginning. John 1 starts off with in the beginning. And both of them are talking about creation. And what we find in John 1 is this. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning. He was with God in the beginning. And through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Jesus is the creator, God. He knows when God said, let there be light, that was to make the sun for this planet. But it never changed the fact that for the world, there's one light. Jesus is the light of the world and always has been. And always will be because when he said I know where I'm going he's referring all the way back to To, to, to revelation 22 where this is so cool. You got to listen Then the angel showed me the river of water of life. There you go Dave You're living water the water of life as clear as crystal Flowing from the throne of God and of the lamb down the middle of the great street of the city on each side of the river Stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit yielding its fruit every month and the leaves and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. Are you ready? Are you ready? This is where Jesus is going. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp. Sorry, Derek. We aren't going to need electricians in heaven. You're going to get to rest and relax and Watch replays of the Patriots Losing. Uh sorry. Need no light of a lamp or the light of the sun. Why? For the Lord God will give them light. He is the light of the world. He's the light that always has been. He's the light that always will be. But but in this moment, this present moment, he's in heaven. So who is the light of the world? Today. What did Jesus say in Matthew 5? You are the light of the world. Whoa, whoa, whoa. how am I supposed to be the light of the world? Jesus is the light of the world. Oh, oh, through belief. Because when we believe in Jesus, we receive life. But we don't just receive life, we receive light, and we receive love. So Jesus is looking at his disciples, and he says, you are the light of the world, which means when you believe in Jesus and you receive the light of the world, you and I become the light of the world. And he goes on to say, a town that is built on a hill cannot be hidden, meaning hey, we don't receive Jesus in order to duck so that no one finds out we know him. No, we receive Jesus and the light of Jesus is to be given to the world around us It's why he says in verse 15 neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl Instead they put it on its stain and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven We don't light a candle to cover it up. We light a candle to give light. He didn't give you life and give you light to cover you up, (laughs) to show the world. Look at the glory of God. We become the spotlights that are shining to the monument of the glory of God. No one's supposed to look at me. I'm just a light that's shining on God's glory. And I do that through Good works Jesus is the light of the world And if Jesus is in you You are the light of the world Pointing others To the glory of God With good works So do we have to Be a part of this giving tree No but this is This giving tree is a way That the light of Jesus Can corporately come from this assembly to the community around us and what we're doing as we go and buy presents I stood behind my daughter and my wife this past weekend as they were buying presents for their giving tree and thinking Lord I my prayer is not that anyone sees Jamie and Trinity but that they see Jesus do we have to help with this homeless shelter in front Royal no no, no, but it is a way that god is using christy and other ladies in our church Not to draw attention to themselves, but to be a light to the person of jesus It's what the life center and Tamara and all of her work is meant to do It's what dave and his work of living river is going on knocking on doors. We we drove through What hollow did we go through? dave Dovalhalla, sorry. We went through what we went, through. we went, we were driving somewhere this past weekend and weekend. He was making, uh, uh, was making some deliveries of, of, of hats and, and other needs and, and got to visit with David and Christy, who are here with him in church today. That man right there is being a light of Jesus to the world. And, and yes, they look at Dave as a light, but the light that is out of Dave Dooley is only the light of Jesus Christ. What should be happening is that man should not be laboring alone on his own for all these families, but there should be other men to say, I want to be the light. How can I help? And Christy, I was so thankful to hear that people are continuing to reach out. How can we help? I, I, my prayer is that those, those ornaments or those, those, those hearts are just, they're gone because we have such a desire to take the light of Jesus to a world of darkness. It's not so anybody sees us, but that they see the goodness of our father because what's not about being a spotlight on us it's about us being a spotlight on the glory of God so my last question to you are you the light we'll never be the light of the world Jesus is the light of the world but are you a light to your world and what's your home like Is your home filled with the light of Jesus because of you? What is your work like? Is your work filled with the light of Jesus because of you? Because there's no reason he's going to give us light so that we can cover it up. It's so that the light of Jesus can be seen and people cannot glorify us, but glorify their father, our father, who is in heaven. Oh, Jesus is the light. If he's showing you your sin, I would beg you to confess that sin That's that's a proof that you are a child of God if your sin is shown and you refuse to see it you may not have God and if you don't have God you don't have life but two what good works are being done by this church so that Jesus the light of the world can be seen by a world that lives in darkness may we be his light his world for his glory. Would you pray with me? Father, I'm so thankful for for what we get to celebrate as we we get the light of the world came into darkness. The word of God that dwelt from the beginning. You took on flesh and you came to this earth. And we celebrate Christmas is so much more than a tree and presents. It's our Lord coming to this earth. But you didn't come just to show up. You came to save. Those who would believe. Believe in who you are. Believe who they are as sinners. Sinners. And Lord, to see the redemption that you offer to all of us. Father, that salvation then to be shown to a world through good works that glorify our Father in heaven. Father, I pray that you would, if there's anybody here who doesn't know you as their personal Savior, I I pray that today would be the day that they would recognize you as that eternally existent creator God. Who left the glories of heaven to walk this earth perfectly to make yourself the true sacrifice on the cross for the sins of the world and you have returned to the heavens and you sit on the throne of heavens and and as as our government sometimes causes us to be uneasy we don't have to worry because the one who is sovereignly in control is our God he's our father and he is light Lord, I pray that there'd be those who would believe that who've never believed before. But Father, if we have believed it and we've taken other priorities and placed them in front of your glory, Lord, would you convict us? And may we respond to that conviction. And Lord, as opportunities are given, I pray that we would step into those opportunities with joy, not with guilt, but with excitement that we can be a light on the glory of God. The true light of the world. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, may I just give you a few moments to just sit and pray to your God. Would you thank him for sending Jesus? If he's shown you your sin, have you responded with confession? He's shown you that you're in the darkness, have you responded by believing to receive the light? Don't let your busyness of a Christmas schedule that is all about Jesus keep you from celebrating through good works that our Savior has come.